0: So I'm not actually quite finished with my cereal, but what I'm going to do is put my mic on mute and I'm going to gnaw the rest silently while the, the intro music plays. And I'm finally very glad. It's quite a long piece of music. And you can just enjoy the fact that I'll be silently going to town on some oats.
1: Life hack. People are watching.
2: Oh God! I knew he was going to do that. Hello, listener, and welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 104. My name is Alice Bell. This is Rock Paper Shotguns, PC Gaming Podcast, and it's the only podcast you need, in my opinion. And this week, I am joined by Garfield.
0: I hate Mondays.
2: Who's played by Nate Crowley, eating cereal. And the rotter.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't have a, a, a humorous persona for this. Hello, it's
2: Matthew Gazel. Sponsored by Oats. <laughs> Hashtag Big Oats. It's very on brand. Oh yeah, God, exactly. It's it callback. Yeah, you did it on purpose, didn't yeah. yeah. Um
0: You want to see Norman Peasants doing that?
2: <laughs> How are you both on this fine Thursday?
1: Yeah. High energy.
2: Hmm. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nate will be high energy in a minute because he's, he's got some slow burn oats that will oh keep him God. set up for the rest of the day.
0: My soul is absolutely screaming with vitamin O. Oh
1: my God. he's just going to grow more and more animated throughout the podcast.
0: That's it. I'll be like one of those army men at the end, just sort of barking and doing press-ups.
2: So, yeah, this week, I mean, we'll, we'll, we maybe don't have time for, for preamble because we're, we're all a bit busy. But um, um, Nate, you've your fish have laid some eggs or something yeah yeah
0: yeah you remember the cichlids that i mentioned i eternal sunshine of the spotless minded (laughs) yes yeah it really worked um yeah it's really lovely the lady cichlid has laid about 80 small pink eggs uh and they should
2: they should have too many
0: oh it's quite a lot um They've got quite a high survival rate as well, so I will have a lot of cichlids
1: soon. If anyone wants a cichlid, <laughs> I think you're going to say I've got a lot of cichlid killing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get my cichlid mallet out. I don't even know what, how big is a cichlid. Oh, these lads? Well, they're they're quite small, about the size of your thumb. Oh, so you could thumb you could thumb them to death.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, like pushing thumbtacks into a board, but more <laughs> oh, harrowing. Okay. Oh. Hey, I'm the most upset here.
2: <laughs> to the birthing
1: call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh no, they will all they will all be treated like kings.
2: Good, good, good. Um, but yeah, we are. I'm, I'm going to rattle on a little bit today with the theme because it's a an exciting theme. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- oh oh before I do that actually I did want to uh, do an up so do you remember also a couple of weeks ago uh, we talked about the uh, biology Twitter beef where some man made fun of a worm oh yeah mm. Mm. so there was more weird biology Twitter beef where um, that involved sort of tangentially that same man um, where a woman made up, another scientist who she said had like, um, native American, uh, ancestry and was uh, bisexual or a lesbian and also had coronavirus. Uh, and then, uh, like tweeted that she died and stuff. And everyone was like, Oh no, she's dead of the coronavirus. Yeah. And then held, held like a, a zoom funeral where she said that she'd bequeathed stuff to people she barely knew on Twitter and stuff. Uh, And it turned out she just, yeah, completely made it up for, I believe, as yet unknown reasons. There are good articles about it.
1: Really like astonishing, some of the stuff about she was saying, like, oh, I used to love teaching classes with her. And then it was as simple as going to the university. Did she teach classes with this person? they're like, well, we've never heard of that person. So, (laughs) like, she really, she got too close to a fictional subject. That was her problem. Yeah. Keep your distance
2: it's properly so I'll put a link to that in the show notes because it's 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 the sort of drama that I love that, ba- like, that happens on like tumblr or in like fan yeah. fiction communities but like proper scientists with multiple degrees have done it apparently yeah. um so that's fun but um that I mean that's a, a poorly thought out mess that I have nevertheless enjoyed Ooh. uh you know participating in in a way and
0: participating like a roman emperor dispassionately watching tigers mole each other
2: well yes i you know thumbs up thumbs down but um uh you know last week we talked about uh baddies and what makes baddies good and before that we talked about seven out of tens and this is sort of a melange of the two this week because Mm. we're going to talk about really bad games that nevertheless we enjoyed uh and i've won. i'm very excited <laughs> oats should have an oats sting shouldn't we i'll see if i can find like a royalty free oats <laughs> Royalty free man going, oats.
1: Oh,
0: um, yeah. If it can be the same oat's. voice as that guy who does that
1: one. Nice oh, Guy. Like. Nice.
0: Yeah. Oh. Mr. Nice Guy. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. Please.
2: Oats la la. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, la la.
1: <laughs> Never had so few sound clips brought so much joy. So <laughs> <by> many. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're just magic, aren't oh, they? Oh
2: man, oats, la la. What I I have so many like really specific t-shirts that I'd love us to be able to sell now. <laughs> um, so yeah, bad games. There are stinkers out there, and the thing is, I it, it's a weird thing being a, a games writer because it's very easy to write about something that's bad. You know, like it's very easy to just put the boot in Mm. Um, uh, because you can just write out loads of like fun insults but potentially not very productive and also I don't want a a game to be bad I don't want any game to be bad when I start playing it Mm. you know what I mean there's Um, an interesting
0: thing there actually about like basting games in reviews I was having a chat with um, uh, Chris Taplin off Eurogamer about this And there's like there's games that it's a real it's no pleasure at all to review, but they're terrible because you can tell they put in real effort on the game and it really meant something to people, but it's just guff.
2: Yeah, Yeah. And that's
0: that's the hardest brief of all. The the rare times it's fun, it's just where you get some like just you know, phoned in piss jug. Like, with, you know, with no one's emotions invested in it. A load of people probably got exploited to rush it out in time. But, you know, no one's no one's going to suffer if you absolutely kick it into the grave. Like Those it's are the no, fun
2: it's, ones. It's, it's nobody's baby. Like, yeah. It
1: didn't, yeah. It, well,
2: we assume yeah. it's nobody's baby. Well, that's a, another thing is that, like, I have a theory about, like, most films and Probably most films and I think probably music it would apply to as well. But like I have a theory that like every film or like every band uh, is is someone's favorite film. Right. Like some someone somewhere in the world, there are enough people that, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I was yeah. going to say... Wild Wild West as an example, but obviously that's everyone's favourite film. Do you think
1: people keep it to themselves because they know that some of these things are bad?
0: No. I, for example, properly like Kevin Costner's The Postman. Absolute turkey. Died in the box (laughs) office. Critically annihilated. I think it's lovely.
2: Hmm. Well.
1: Yeah. I've, I've not given many in the last few years, mainly because I guess that we tend to focus on celebrating good stuff that we like rather than murdering mm. stuff, even though YouTube rewards you massively for being a horrible brute towards games. You know, uh,
2: yeah, c- cyn- listen-
1: cynicism is like way easier to make work on YouTube than
2: celebration, sadly. Um, Listener, but- if you have not subscribed uh, to the Rock Paper Shotgun youtube channel <laughs> yes
1: please do that please yeah.
2: reward, matthew's <laughs> reward matthew's integrity
1: yes um but like, i remember back in the day when i started on magazines you know the 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 little 200 word beasting I, and that's more of a magazine thing than an online thing i think like it, it felt like it was more of an art form and i was never very good at it like i know loads of writers who are absolutely brilliant at just kicking something's face off and I think that's why a lot of people have that affection for like you know Amiga Power and whatnot because you know they were great at you know when they went to town on something it was always really juicy uh, PC Zone were great you know Steve Hoggerty used to do some fantastic like takedowns of Sims expansion packs and things like that Yeah um, the
2: the famous one I believe you've seen this as well Nate but you might have forgotten is the Steve Hoggerty who's um, uh, he does like loads of freelancing stuff, not just game stuff now. But uh, he did uh, a review of like uh, an H and M DLC for like The Sims 2. There was just this fictionalized narrative about two executives meeting and making each other sick, and then like smashing, yes, <laughs> s- smashing like their glass of scotch on the floor, and 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 then like like.
0: Oh, yeah, Oh, get their
2: wife so it was really it's really funny and really grim and I think they, didn't they ask him to be fired for it <laughs>
0: yeah he's so good he's so good that was a pleasure that one honestly so that, that was again.
2: very that was very uh not inside baseball maybe but like you know like the writer's writer um,
1: yeah but that's the thing I think I think there's a there's definitely a yeah badge of honor with the ability to kind of really kick something's face off in a in a clever hilarious way but yeah i've never quite had had there's never quite been my my thing but not to say there aren't bad games i i don't love which is the subject That's of today's chat
0: yeah so what, what do you two have any kevin costner's the postman uh in in the games world to slam out onto this butcher's slab
1: i mean it's i, I i'll kick off with i don't know how Outrageously bad, it's considered, but I know it's hated by a lot of people. I've got a big soft spot for Resident Evil 6. Oh, which is the basically the sort of what happened to Resident Evil that went so wrong that they had to kind of reboot it as the first person thing. You know, they had Resident Evil 4, obviously, did the over the shoulder style, critically loved. Resident Evil 5, a slightly crapper version of that. And then Resident Evil 6, they went mad and basically threw. What felt like every single body at Capcom at this game, and they made three single player campaigns in one game, and it's it's just a sprawling mess. And it is literally three campaigns, different characters, different mechanics. Um Do they intersect plot wise? They sort of, yeah, you can either play them individually or, or they you can I think you can play them in time order, where it's like three consecutive things and then they all meet up at the end um and if you watch the trailer for it it just look it looks like a trailer for a whole catalog of games um it's a total i just someone went mad and just threw all the money at something which had like no shape to it but in there there are some like huge great boss fights um the fact is that it does take you all over the world you see lots of stuff like you you feel like you get your well, at the time it felt like you really got your 40 pounds worth you know it really felt like well here's a game that kind of took me somewhere um yeah and they were all cut they were all co-op campaigns so they all had two characters with like their own mechanics as well it's it's kind of it's mad i think people hate it i think it was quite like, quite badly reviewed at the time but i've just got such a soft spot for it um
0: what what Resident Evil games would you say it's better than that are considered good ones? That's where we're going to get the spice in this curry.
1: Uh, well, I like Five isn't loved, but I prefer it to Five because just because Five was like a polite attempt at a next gen Resi Four, uh, and then this was this this just was you know something else entirely. Um, it has had-
2: Five the the one with that had really bad uh co-op. It had, right. court,
1: it had co it had some people are quite fond of it. It had the, it had the it's got a really good mercenaries mode five. Um uh, uh, okay. it's got the co-op mercenaries, which is really good. It's the one with um Shiva. Is it Shiva? That's set in Africa.
2: It's the one which was uh, made me racist. I remember, yeah, because it was just <laughs> that two white mercenaries mowing down hordes and hordes of of. I think they went African to some sort of tribal African villages something. and it
1: got a bit shaky. It got a little bit like someone did a Google image search of of tribal village and then went, "Yeah, it'll be." Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't know. I so at it. least
0: Resident Evil Six wasn't racist. It, that's,
1: that's no, what
0: it, it might have been. <laughs> oh wait, no. That, so that that was in Resident
1: Evil Six. Oh no, no, that was five, six. Yeah, uh, it had some. It had some pretty shaky... There's a lot of it set in, like, China, and there's all these sort of triad stuff going on. I don't think it's racist. I think it's okay on that front. Um, It's... uh, I don't know, like, part of me likes its mad vision more than the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, even though they're critically... Or two's critically acclaimed, because, you know, politely making something you already know to be a success... Versus going mad, literally going mad, <laughs> and making three games at once and selling it for the price of one. I kind of like that. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. They, no, I'm, they, I'm sold. Yeah, they they. I when they revealed it, I think they actually like its original poster was like a movie poster with all these credits on the bottom because so I think it was meant to be this like. Look at all these Capcom names who are working on this game. Oh,
2: I love that when games try and be films. Yeah, I I love it. I hate it. But
1: yeah, it was uh, yeah a weird thing. I don't know if it sort of sunk them, but it it kind of it felt like it almost put a bullet in Resident Evil, and then they came, you know, so much so that they had to turn it into that weird swamp horror game um, Seven. So. Yeah, that's quite a that's quite a bad game that I'm very fond of, and it's now quite cheap, I think. So look at look for it in the next Steam sale.
0: Wow. All right,
2: Alice, have you got a turd to polish? I mine is amazing. Right, three words for you, gents: murdered, sole suspect. Oh, oh, yeah. that,
1: that is a, that's a very strong pick.
2: Ooh, I yeah.
0: never come across this.
2: Oh, Nate, it's so bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell me of it.
2: So okay, so murdered Soul suspect is it? Sort of came out around the time of it was after La Noire, I think. But everyone yeah. was sort of like, "Oh, detectives." Um, so this is like detectives, but ghost detectives, right? So you you play. <laughs> you play as uh, detective Ronan O'Connor so patio Irish American right and uh, and you're a police detective in a, a fictionalized version of Salem right but so so Ronan is is uh, tracking down a serial killer called the Bell killer at the start of the game but plot twist he gets killed. Like right at the start, so then you have to hunt. Like basically, the the game is like Ronan is like, I want to die properly and be with my wife, um, and so you get you, you to do for some reason to do that, you need to solve the the murders. But you're dead now, so that kind of makes it a bit harder. Um, and so you sort of ghost around uh, Salem and and like. Um, go to, like, a church and go around. You, would like, I, I think you possess a cat and you can, <laughs> like, go around as a cat and then you can, you talk to other ghosts.
0: Where does Do you go th- to a horny party?
2: No, sadly not. Where does the threat
1: come from in it? Like, is it, are there, like, bad ghosts? I, I can't remember. I swear there was something that's, like, you have, there was, like, a
2: stealth element, but I don't know why you'd have to hide from people if you're a ghost. I think there were bad ghosts, yeah. They were, like, tormented, like... Murderous or murder victimy ghosts. There was definitely a bit where you go to a um, museum in Salem, and there's like a weird like Civil War exhibit bit. Um, I remember that, and you're helped in in this by like uh, uh, with a little sidekick who's like kind of a like a Puritan Wednesday Adams. This this creepy little child called Julia. Um, Sorry, everything uh, you've
0: said so far about this game is great. Well, what? Where's where's the downside? It's
2: so like everything about it was so shoddy. Like all the possession animations, like all the there were loads of like.
1: It's one of those games that sort of starts on a freeze frame of the character, and it's like this is me. I'm a top detective about to break the case, but one bad piece of news. I'm dead and then it starts <laughs> it is, I think it literally starts like that
2: no it starts when you're alive and I remember when, when I played it like one of the first notes I made about it was like this guy has a fedora like and it's so good uh, and so you end up you you do you like possess people and you all this kind of stuff and then like uh, you find out that the bell killer has actually been popping up every so often for like hundreds of years. Uh, spoilers for Murdered Soul Suspect.
1: Oh.
2: So, I mean, sorry. But it turns out that the bell killer is your little sidekick. Ooh la la. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And she's been like possessing people because she was hanged as a witch because of Salem and that. Oh, and yeah. like actually the modern day bell killer was you all along.
0: Oh really? What? It's and you, so
2: oh and you just so forgot. Well you were possessed by the little the little girl ghost at the time when you were alive. Oh I have papers yeah. and I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, it's a good fish. The showdown is at, like, a museum or something. When did that uh, come out? Uh, I want to say like 2014. Cause it's it's it was, it was, it was um, I think, wasn't it headed up by, um,
1: oh, I've forgotten her name. She, she was part of the team that made Portal, went to Valve, and then she left Valve um, to do that. So they made the thing which became Portal, that the... the Oh, something drop. I've forgotten its name, so I'm blanking on it. Uh, and then yeah. she left, and she did another like portalish puzzle game, which was like Doctor Doctor Wacky's Physics World, <laughs> 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 or something Quantum Conundrum. That's what it was called. <laughs> Nothing to do with Doctor Wacky. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Doctor Wacky's <laughs> Physics World sounds
2: <laughs> <was> pretty good.
1: <laughs> Quantum Conundrum. And then she made it get. Then I'm pretty sure she was involved with this Dead Detective game.
2: I don't know exactly. Well, one of the things I think that makes it so, because it's it's amazing. It's like playing a kind of made-for-TV movie CSI. Like it's so, it's it's so bad it, that it ends up being fun. And uh, one of the things I think that maybe contributes to that is that it's it's a Squeenix game, and actually a lot of the developers involved. Um, is that why well, the name
0: doesn't make any sense?
2: It's it's well, it's a pun, Nate. It's Soul Suspect, but like S O U L. Yeah, I don't think it's fair. Uh, no, but but um, I just uh, looked uh, it up uh, and
1: I thought it was made by a company called All Right Games, but it's airtight. I just misread uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, both mm. incorrect.
0: <laughs> Acceptable <laughs> games. <laughs> pretty pretty good. Do you think you just like it because you're a sucker for the old Detectos, though?
2: Well, partly that, but partly be- so. Because it, it was made by Squeenix, a lot of people um, and the developers involved were um, Japanese, and uh, not everyone. Like, a, a, you know, it was a it was a healthy mix. But I do think that because it was trying to be quite a sort of all American gritty cop thing, um, set in this very American tall tale kind of Salem witch trials. Thing and it has a lot of Americana involved. It has that slightly, do you know, like it's so interesting when like uh, non-American cultures like Bollywood and stuff sort of appropriate American things, mm. and it ends up being like really fun and kind of a bit theme parky almost.
0: Oh like, yeah, I quite like that. It's a good feeling.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's just everything in it is like slightly off uh, and just a bit like as well as it being just kind of like the the premise being hilarious and like the everything in it being like an overwrought kind of um cliche and in it and on top of that it also all being a bit shoddy Mm. it it got this vibe where like like it I mean this isn't I'm making this example up, but it sort of feels like instead of it being being called like the Salem Police Department, it's called like American cops shop. Like, you know, like yeah, that's slightly yeah. kind of slightly wrong. And it's so rubbish, but so kind of joyful and fun to play through. And you're like, Oh, I'm a cat, I'm investigating a murder. Oh, here's a medium, like Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't recommend it enough. If it like, um, hang on, I'm I am such.
1: A, I'll play anything with a detective in it. That's uh, that is my curse. Yeah. That's my video game curse. If it is about detectives, I'll play it just in case. It's the my dream detective game, and they never are. They're always well, quite bad.
2: Bloody Clue Squad here with yeah. the Oh uh, uh, yeah, me too. Though, like. hang on, it is. Hang on, I'm just looking up. I see it. it's. It's ninety percent off on Steam, so you can play murdered self suspect for one pound fifty nine.
0: Actually there is one detective game I like, Frog Detective and Frog Detective Two. Very powerful. My daughter's not really is a detective on... though, is he? He is. is he's he the is? detective.
2: My daughter's got a little frog that, detective
0: and she reads him a story every night. It's great. She can't read or really speaks. so she just sort of holds a book and goes uh, uh, for a few minutes until Aww. she considers him entertained. <laughs> that's 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 good detective work in my opinion.
2: But well anyway, play a murdered soul suspect. It's ridiculous. It's oh, hang on. I've got it's got a lot of fours, four out of ten. Five out of ten. Eurogamer six. Uh, oh, seven from Polygon.
0: Here's a good point, actually, Matthew. Do you want to just uh, metacritic um, uh, uh, Resident, Resident Evil six? Evil 6 yeah. Let's see if we can. How low can you go?
1: Oh well, Resident Evil six only has a metacritic of sixty, so it's not actually that bad. Oh, it's
2: it's, it's almost the seven, a of
1: seven Resident Evil six. As <laughs> in one of the
2: one of the cherished sevens. It's uh well, Murdered Soul aspect is at fifty nine on PC for Metacritic, which I think is generous. If I'm being honest, like it's is it's oh, it's proper rubs, mate. But so much fun.
0: Like, I, th- I think, interestingly, today we're in the 4 out of 10 territory, aren't we? Well, well, until Matthew went and discussed a popular <laughs> game,
1: we're, we're <laughs> in the... Uh... Popular? <laughs> like, no it's one is popular? No like so, like a tattoo they? of Resident Evil 6, that's my bar for popularity.
0: Ah, oh, that's interesting. Uh, listeners, do any of you have a Resident Evil 6 tattoo? Let's rub it in Matthew's face, but not because that would be a social distancing issue. <laughs>
2: oh god but yeah do do play murdered soul suspect because it's very low effort as well it's not like you have to like you collect clues kinda but like it's very like very linear there's no you're not gonna have to do much thinky braining for for murdered soul suspect and i would say for less than two pounds you are gonna get a very substantial amount of shoddy entertainment out of that two pounds a bottle of wine and some sprite to make some some uh kiddie spritzers <laughs> and you will have a whale of a time with with murdered self-suspect there you go okay well nate what about you you're ready to what's go what's your bad game you're going to champion
0: you're ready to go to the dungeon oh no We've got Oh um, no. It's not Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Don't worry because <laughs> that's the best game ever created. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't slander it. But I did think I'd call myself Garfield this week just to, to get the get the, the the sweat brewing, but don't worry I'll save you from that. This isn't the Garfield Kart Furious Racing Celebration Podcast will be another week. <laughs> um, I've got a little aperitif for you uh, which is going to be my one until i found something worse. Uh, the, the aperitif is uh, Jurassic Park Trespasser. Uh, oh. You remember that little chestnut?
1: Oh, my. Was that the one with the bendy arms?
0: Yeah, it had a weirdo control scheme. <laughs> <Yeah>. like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is? I don't know what this one is. So oh, it was what?
0: a Jurassic Park game where you played a lady who, like, was... Sneaking into Jurassic Park after it burst to I don't know get some crisps or something, um, mm. but it was it was mid nineties or well, maybe late nineties, but like it was when a lot of the the conventions of modern FPSs were still fluid or being figured out, so mm. it almost had like surgeon simulator type controls,
1: yeah. It was like simulating the woman's arms with the mouse. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. But it had like a diegetic UI as well. So like you had a tattoo of a heart on you, which would empty <laughs> as you got basically. you had to look down to see it. <laughs> so you'd be like getting... That's amazing. ...completely wrinkled by a T-Rex and you'd have to just look down at your tattoo, which in like... in. You know, by the game world's logic, would be a weird thing to do.
2: It's not ideal, is it? No. But there was like, I
1: I, I never owned it. But I had a I th- I got a demo of it off like PC Gamer or something. And I remember like in the demo, like not even being able to like pick up a gun or open a door. <laughs> it was it was that fussy. They arm movement. Like you had to like hold a button and push in to like reach into the screen to like pick something up. And then when you if you did get a gun. You then had to like aim it by like moving your arm, like snaking your arm around. It's like some nightmare art game. Um, when all that.
0: of this, while you were trying not to get murdered by as <laughs> well, which is just—it's like 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 a, a stress dream.
2: This um, is fantastic. Well, on paper, there's also it
0: amazing, of, didn't it? There's loads of mods being made for it. Still, I think mm. like I've beat this last week or so. I've gotten really into—don't laugh—Jurassic Park YouTube. Um...
2: What's They're, Jurassic Park YouTube?
0: Well, the, okay, so there's a guy whose channel I've been watching, and that's uh, sod it. I'll give him a shout out. He's called Clayton Fury, and <laughs> he just no, oh, he isn't. No, he is. I promise you, he loves Jurassic Park. He really loves Jurassic Park, and he just makes like videos about Jurassic Park lore. Um, I'm super into it. Like I, I watch them before I go to sleep at the moment. It's, um, yeah, there's, uh, the guy just really likes to think about Jurassic Park and well, I respect that. Um, I like a dinosaur, uh, but he's play. he's done a few let's plays of trespasser mods and it's, uh, yeah, it got me thinking about it. It wasn't in many ways. It was a good game with some terrible decisions, uh, made mm. during its design process. Yeah. But you know, they also, it also was very experimental, and if it had worked, it would have been great. So I've you know, got a lot of respect. Uh, for
1: it It was sort of that time where, like, if you read about that in a magazine, it, it sounded like they were simulating like what it is to be, you know, a physical being in the game, and that so you were like, oh my god, you could do anything. This was the sort of time where, you know, you had like, I, I, it was a few years later, but like Shenmue going yes, we've built the entire world. You can open every drawer and there's stuff in it and oh, yeah, your mind yeah. would be blown. Like Just reading that, you'd be like, what? Because you couldn't just go on the internet and watch the game at, the, at that time. So you mm. just had to take people's word for it. Like, Yes, your arm can do anything a human arm can do. And you are like, what? That's incredible. I, I can't no. wait to scratch and point and things like this. I want to point at a velociraptor. Um, <laughs> You sure
0: could, <laughs> flailing your arm desperately as it barreled towards it. <laughs> open. You tried so- sort of caressing the trigger of a shotgun. Oh god!
1: I think there was, <laughs> then there was another one. It was it around the same time? Die by the sword, which was basically the same pitch, except you had a sword. So you were fully. It was like fully simulated sword combat. You could chop off. You could shave like a piece of a goblin's shoulder off. You know, by <laughs> because the sword was so accurate. <laughs>
0: But we're we, we're we're tarrying because this is this was just the starter. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry.
1: Oh, I forgot this was the appetizer. I can't say it.
0: Aperitif. Are you ready for the main course? Yeah. This is a game called Animal. Mm. Okay. Now that's odd, isn't it? What a great <laughs> name for a game. And yet, do you know which game used it? Do you know what Animal is?
2: No, no.
0: Uh, I'll give you a clue. Uh sausages. A grimacing turd. Um Comedy for uh, Aid Edmondson. What That's oh, right. Oh, pe- this was the pepper army point and click adventure. <laughs> and it's incredible like it's very 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 bad as sorry i just battered my cereal bowl because i got so oh i set, set a fire in my heart a bit too much there it's um i mean the pepper army mascot is called animal his full name, because in the game he gets a letter from his accountants. <laughs> <laughs> and he's called Mr. Animal Pepper Army. <laughs> um, but curiously, there's, there's a new Pepper Army mascot, like in modern days, not back in caveman times when this was made. Um, when they came out of Beef Pepper Army, there's a new mascot, and his name is Beef Animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is going on with that family tree Uh,
2: uh, clearly they're not related are they Uh,
0: uh, well no they're different they're made of different oh god in researching like my dim memories of this game I've watched a load of old pepper army adverts they're horrifying
1: oh yeah
0: he just eats his own hands
1: yeah he's really unpleasant I think he's why, like, older generations, you know, kind of, I don't know, you sort of feel like you're sort of made made of sterner stuff because you've survived the pepper army (laughs) animal.
2: Oh, God, adverts used to be so weird, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't think you could unleash him on the youth of today.
2: I I agree.
1: Or the tango, him and the tango man, absolute mentalists, the two of them. He's so horrible in this game.
0: That's why he just goes around bullying people, basically. As I remember.
1: Has he got a heart of gold underneath it? is he just straight up? Oh, I think he's just a monster. <laughs> I was about to say, is he straight up spicy asshole? But then I was thinking, that is what pepperoni's made of. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: finding it really hard to find like a full playthrough or a synopsis or anything. It's, I don't think anyone's been able to bear it. But it's just, uh, I mean, <laughs> games as... Like consumer edible product marketing is an art form. Like, well,
1: that was Cool Spot. The platform cool was great. Or was, was it there bad? ever a game with with um, that slightly soppy uh, Seven Up man? Fido, what?
2: Fido, do you remember Fido Dido? No, he. I don't. Sorry, he's. Oh, he was football. worthless.
1: He was like a Seven Up mascot, and he was. He was like. He looked. He was a bit. He was like a sketch, and he just. I don't know. He looked like he'd have a very weak handshake, if you ask me.
2: Oh, no, I do remember him, yeah. He yeah, liked 7-Up.
1: Yeah. It was just a bit... Ugh.
2: I don't no, think he's deserved a game. No. What can you expect if you make liking a certain drink... Your he'd be the,
1: If he was in a game, it would be like a Life is Strange with some sort of winsome acoustic guitar on it.
2: Well you think 7-Up is like... If there was a if there was a Seven Up video game, it would be. What, if there was a game about Fido
1: Dido, it'd be like a soppy indie interactive story.
2: Well, we know if there if there was a game about KFC and Colonel Sanders, it would be a dating sim. Is, is that a thing? Yeah. Did you? let not see this.
0: Wait, that was announced. Did it actually happen?
2: Yeah. it, it came out. Oh yeah. Sank with our bloody trice didn't it Well yeah I mean it's a Colonel Sanders dating but It's called I Love You Colonel Sanders Finger licking good I Love You Colonel Sanders A finger licking good dating simulator In fact Really
1: I know he keeps getting put into um, He's like DLC Japan exclusive DLC In loads of random like golf games I think he's in like Monster Hunter Because Colonel Sanders is is like a big deal in Japan
2: So can, I'm Colonel Sanders is huge in, in Japan. Yeah. Sorry,
1: I am zoned out
0: because I'm just looking at an image of the pepper army animal just ramming its head into a filthy toilet. <laughs> and this was an image produced by Pepper Army.
2: <laughs> but look, no, you've got we've gone off base here because <laughs> Who's to say the pepperoni point and pepperoni point and click game wasn't good?
0: Well, it was not.
1: (laughs) Oh, there we go.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I dare you to get through like a minute and a half of watching a Let's Play. Is it pre
2: Metacritic?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's like 96. Oh, mate. Um, I I think it's great. I, I think it's great as an artifact of our culture.
2: It's weird how. KFC can do a dating sim today, but, you know, uh, culture changes so little over decades. Mm. Uh, I will also actually link in the show notes. Uh, KFC have done, in recent years, several uh, ad spots at WWE shows where they get Dolph Ziggler to dress up as Colonel Sanders and then he does, like, a, a like suplex on a man dressed as a chicken.
0: So... <laughs> <laughs> dark little metaphor for the slaughterhouse there
1: <laughs> imagine training <laughs> yeah. your body to be that physical state ready for that kind of athletic prowess and then that's what they make you do that's terrible yeah yeah <laughs> did you just slam it through a table or like a giant bat
2: for what i remember it starts off you go to vt there's a family and they're having like a boring dinner or something because mm. they're just having run of the meal chicken and then it does that thing where it crashes into real life because, like Dirk Ziegler as Colonel Sanders is in the VT, and he's like, "I'm going to max your meal," and then, <laughs> and then like grabs the chicken and then strides out holding the chicken man into the ring in real life, and then, oh my god, kicks it <laughs> out of it like an episode of Family Guy. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so we'll link that in the show notes as well because that would be fun. Um, I did say we've had to do like a, a quite a quick show this week because um, we've got a lot on, unfortunately. We just organised ourselves poorly this week, so I, I apologise to the readers, but we'll... Hang on, let me do a little... I think we, we brought some good, bad games to the table there, mm. especially Nate, that yeah. really came out of left field.
0: That was a special one. It's. It, I bet you thought that had come out the cavern of lies for a moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I guess the cavern will have to lay fallow this week, won't it?
2: Yeah, but well, it will give us time to maybe make a sting.
1: Nice.
2: Um, for the cavern of lies, but uh, we we do have time to do our Five Nights at Freddy's book club. Uh, we've left time for that. Uh Matthew, have you read your Five Nights at Freddy's book?
1: I have not read it yet. Apologies.
2: Uh Nate, have you read your Five Nights at Freddy's book? Not a word. No, okay, me either. Okay. So uh Five Nights at Freddy's Book Club, we'll we'll do it next week for definite. Yes. Uh so that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um and we do have time, as ever, to do recommendations. Ooh. Because why wouldn't we? Uh so uh, do you know what i'm gonna nate i'm gonna go to you first this week oh was that a mistake what What tank
1: is it come on yeah Uh, an air air filter yeah go on
0: then uh this is the uh the tropica uh nano co2 diffuser system (laughs) you're not doing Uh, that from memory Yes, I am. Uh, It is uh, a little 95 gram carbon dioxide cylinder attached by flexible rubber tube to a little diffuser device shaped like a Sherlock Holmes pipe, which you put in your fish tank and it slow releases a tiny trickle of carbon dioxide over the course of weeks, uh, which of course promotes plant growth immensely. And combats algae, uh, and also has a, a softening effect on your or lowers the pH slightly of your water. It's uh, very good for um, for well lit planted tanks. That's the Tropica Nano CO2 system.
2: If anyone uh, has been building or planting things based on, make suggestions. Please get in touch. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be Saki. That sounded like I was massively negging Nate.
1: But... <laughs> has, has he done it in an order that the fish wouldn't currently be dead? That's what I want to know. Like, have, they, be got, question. have they got Yeah, the next week thing? I'm going to
0: recommend water. <laughs> 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 Everyone's just got a tank of
1: fish corpses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: just with carbon dioxide hissing over the body. <laughs> That's with and It's Gotta be right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like you know those old school magazines where you get like a different, like piece of a plastic model of a T-Rex's dick every week. It's, it's, it's like that. I give you one component of a fish tank every week. But the final bit is the water.
2: <laughs> uh. Yeah, please, please let us know uh, if you've got a tank of fish corpses. Um, Also, I do want to say uh, Gilbert Grenade, who's a member of our Discord, uh, clarified that Americans do have the word fortnight. They just prefer not to use it in favor of uh, confusingly changing the meaning of bi-weekly whenever they need to.
1: Um.
2: So thank you for that, Gilbert. Um, Matthew, do you have a recommendation this week? I recommend the old, I say old,
1: it's only 20 years old, um, Spy Show Alias, which I've been re-watching recently with Jennifer Garner and Ron Rifkin and Victor Garber. Um and it's all right, it's quite fun in an, in that kind of old sort of twenty-two episode Monster of the Week format. But I've I've mainly got into it uh, what I'm enjoying this time is how it's a globetrotting adventure that is clearly all filmed around the same one warehouse in Los Angeles <laughs> and their ability to put famous landmarks in behind buildings photoshopped in to try and tell you that you're in Paris and then f- Hong Kong or whatever—it's—it's uh, it's absolutely amazing. I'm I'm really mesmerised by how kind of cheeky it is with its with its uh, global photography.
2: <laughs> Good for you, Alias. Uh, I am going to recommend um, learning how to make uh, a white sauce for cooking. Ooh. Because I realised that learning how to make white sauce. It's so easy, but it you can then do so much from that, and I feel like like many things that I've started doing during lockdown, like my crochet uh, and things like that. Actually, this kind of crafting stuff is bullshit that it's hard. Like cooking is not hard. Guy Fieri and uh, and and Gordon Ramsay are lying to you. It's to, b- to be fair, Berry. I, I think
0: the sort of cooking Guy Fieri promotes isn't exactly positioned as, you know, particle physics.
2: It's out of bounds, mate. He just have puts go-
0: burgers in a fire, doesn't he?
2: Listen, look, don't have a go, at Guy Fieri. The man's honest. Yeah, he's know? amazing.
0: I, I'd love to eat all of his dinners, but I'm just saying they're not positioned as like, um, you know.
2: True. But OK, but also like... I don't think really, obviously there's a limit. Like I'm not saying I can do patisserie, but actually it's really, really easy and really quick to cook quite advanced things. And if you can do a white sauce, you can do a fish pie. You can do a chicken and pie with pastry because pastry is easy. You can do mac and cheese. If you can do white sauce, you can do lasagna. You can do parsley sauce to put with chicken, like Mm. white. Like you you can make cheese sauces.
1: Believe it or not, I can cook a white sauce. Yeah, if I can cook it, anyone can cook it. I'm an idiot.
2: All you need to make a white sauce is butter, not spread butter, um, plain flour, and milk, and it takes. Like 10 minutes.
1: You do have to stir it constantly to do it. It can go wrong easily, I'd say.
2: It can go wrong easily, but it is also very, very easy to do right. It sounds mm. rubbish, though. <laughs> well, it's just, a, but then you put other stuff in it. So you make your white sauce and then it's you a just crazy put. It's greasy flour.
0: Yeah. Well, so it's bread,
2: actually. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, if you've never made a white sauce before, Learn how to make a white sauce because I couldn't until like a year ago, and and now, Mwah. my life has changed because of white sauce. Nice. I'm
0: a I'm a good cook, but mostly for things that basically are some variation on meaty water.
2: Well, you you uh, and. Uh, your family do like massive Lord of the Rings themed tasting menus and then like also I saw the other day because you, uh, the adults got like a nice dinner you also made like a nice toddler tasting dinner so that your yeah. daughter didn't feel left out
0: Oh did you say that? It was it yeah, was, it was lovely
1: good. <laughs> Oh my god that's so good
2: yeah. Love a uh, But we must now wrap up and say goodbye. Lapse, Good, so I can a, finish my bloody cereal. Shorter podcast this week, but we did do a longer one last week, so it all balances out in the end, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode 104 of the Electronic Wireless show where we champion our favorite bad games. Uh, go have a pepperami, not if you're vegetarian. Do they do veggie pepperamis? I expect not. Anyway, uh, remember please to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh twitter.com forward slash Uh Go buy our t-shirts. If you do, we will maybe be allowed one day to have an Oats La La t-shirt and imagine that. Uh, that's teespring.com forward slash store forward slash shot again. Please, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash shot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got it right. Uh and uh, remember to check out our Discord as well, where you can get involved in talking about the podcast and playing games with other uh fans list as well. But of course for all your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com Uh thank you very much. And it just now remains for us to say goodbye.
0: Oh my god, the sign coming into the room. Love oh, you citizens. Oh, it must be foreshadowing.
2: Oh, what could the theme be next week, listeners? Uh, Thank you very much. And goodbye, Garfield. Bye. Goodbye, the rotter. Uh, Goodbye. And until next week, goodbye, mysterious ghostly presence.